How are you guys doing? Hey, real quick, I'm going to tell you guys, we've been working on a different mapping program. We're going to keep the same one we've had, of course, but I'm going to integrate this. Now, take a look at this. I'm going to overlay this as I'm talking. This is insane. So that's Lyman. We're going to talk about that here in a little bit. It's a, it's a town inside of Ukraine, clearly. But look at the mapping feature I'm going to be able to. So now we're going to be able to go out of Lyman, take the routes the Russians are taking and or the Ukrainians are taking and show you guys. Look at this. These are the hilltops in the area. Okay, there is the Seversky Donetsk River. Now you can see why they're going to have issues getting across this thing. You guys see why now? There's hills on the opposite sides. High ground is going to be on the Ukrainian advantage. Overlooking Lyman. Look at this. Just out the gate. Look at that. We're going to tweak this thing. He's saying I'm, I'm actually going to be able to overlay weather, clouds, rain, a bunch of random stuff on this thing. I just wanted to show you guys we are working to make this as best as we possibly can. I saw yesterday you guys liked in the comments the fact that we can actually... Uh, put topographical maps on it. We're trying to figure out how to overlay it, but this is insane. I'm, I'm literally going to be able to type in the name of the city we're going to, then walk you through it on the ground. So that, that's crazy to me. Anyway, I'll tell you guys right now, the Russian Foreign Ministry published a fairly well done propaganda video today I would like to share with you guys. Uh, it, it, it talks about why the United States is apparently using all wars from World War II onward as a business. The American government began supplying the Soviet Union with military equipment, food, ammunition, and medicines under the Lend-Lease Act, i.e. for money. As part of this program, the property transferred had to be paid for or returned to the USA after the war. World War II officially ended on the 2nd of September 1945. Total casualties were estimated at between 50 million and 80 million people. The economics of all the countries involved in the war were destroyed, except for the United States. After all, for them, this war, like all wars that followed, was just business. Already in the 20th century, during the Cold War, America began to conduct propaganda that distorted history. For example, Americans are convinced that it was the United States that won World War II. And this, despite the fact that the Allies' second front was not opened until 1944 when the Soviet victory was already evident. Long years later, Russia paid the USA for the Lend-Lease aid. In the last 30 years, the USA has invaded more than 20 countries. Civilians were killed there. Economies were being destroyed. The political system was changing, and America was getting rich. And now the USA has imposed the toughest sanctions on Russia, portraying it as an aggressor. It's not just companies that have been hit by sanctions, but individuals too. Cultural figures, politicians, artists, sportsmen. After all, even today in America, it's just business. The business built on the blood and suffering of people. Now I find this very odd, that they would actually be trying to say that America is profiting off Ukraine. Now, when in fact, our stock market has clearly tanked, our housing market right now is actually on the verge of decline, and we just spent another $4 billion that we aren't getting back. And I'd like to throw out there, they, they, they use a very intelligent-sounding British man for the voiceover, so that always helps. So the appointed Russian mayor of Enhar was severely injured in an attack today using an IED that was planted inside of his mailbox. His Both of his bodyguards, by the way, were also injured. He is sitting in the hospital right now trying to get worked on to get fixed. I would assume that this was actually a Ukrainian partisan act in trying to take him out uh, because he was an appointed Russian official inside of a Ukrainian city. 
So anyway, I have no idea if Biden went off script today, by the way, saying that this next piece, um, but I'm also not really against it. He indicated today that he would use military force to defend Taiwan if it were ever attacked by China. I'm not really against it. I'm just going to throw that out there. I'm really not. This was all stemmed from a reporter asking him a simple question. So I really don't know if it was planned, but at least we have the best intentions with it. I think. I don't know. You guys let me know. Very quickly, you didn't want to get involved in the Ukraine conflict militarily for obvious reasons. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are? That's a commitment we made. I also think this was uh, this little debacle we got going on in Ukraine is making China rethink its current strategy and stance when it comes to Taiwan. So that is something to take note of. I know a lot of us have also wondered what the tunnels inside of Mariupol look like. Uh, I, I myself have. I really want to know what they did because they were, I think they were roughly about eight stories deep, I think is what it was. But anyway, the last Ukrainian fighters were held up inside of this area, and now we have some video proof from down inside of, of Mariupol. So here's that. <laughs> Now, this video was taken by Russians in, in the last couple days or so as they sweep through the tunnels looking to clear it for booby traps. And by the way, this next clip takes the cake for the craziest thing I possibly have ever heard coming out of Russia. She literally says that either Russia will win against Ukraine or things will end badly for all of humanity. So enjoy this video. I know that's really comforting. My camera guy just said that is really comforting. He doesn't get this. He doesn't get to see any of these videos before he actually goes and edit them. So he just got he just got word at the same time you guys did. Uh, anyway, uh, Russia should also be rejoicing. Uh, by the way, their children never had to study in the West. This is something she had said. Uh, did anyone else notice how awkward the man looked, or both the men, after she was spewing all the, the, the really hatred of the stuff? They they were sitting there like, oh god! They started looking at the, you know when you know when you get that awkward situation when you have to look at the floor because you don't really know what to do and say, and you don't want to make eye contact with the person. It's kind of like when you get in an elevator. Like when you get in an elevator, everybody does this. Okay, well you have a good day. Same same situation there on that that uh, that little episode. So the chief of the Russian mission to the United States in Geneva has actually resigned his post in shame with a pretty bad hate letter that he actually written to Putin himself. He called the February 24th invasion of Ukraine a crime against the people of Ukraine and the people of Russia. Now, I'm not going to read the entire thing. As you can see here, it's fairly, fairly long, but he seems a bit mad and has said that Russia has propaganda cliches in the spirit of the Soviet newspapers of the 1930s. A system has been built that deceives itself, he stated. Now, his other big claim is that the war is only happening because the people in charge want to stay in power and sail on yachts while enjoying complete impunity. Now, honestly, I don't know his fate of this gentleman, and I would assume he won't be restepping foot or returning back to Russia anytime soon. I would pretty much hope for his sake and his family's sake. So we're going to move over to our map over here. So we're going to start in Kharkiv. Look, 3D little mapping of Kharkiv. So Kharkiv is in, in somewhat of some lowlands. This is crazy. We can follow these main routes. And as you can see, this main route that is coming up right here over to Jirachi, which they do control Jirachi. Look, there's hills on either side of it. Oh, my God, this is crazy. I love this. All right, I got to stop playing around with this. We're going to go over to my, my normal map. So it looks like Ukraine is actually retaking control of the town of Ternova and Rubazon, which is right here. All right, now these two areas, they lost, I think, roughly about 36 hours ago. Now, when that happened, it's mainly because they had moved in the first, art, first Guard's army, that is the Russians, inside of this area, and they pushed them south. Now, as you guys do recall, 
the Russians had actually lost Zarachi and Hotlima. Now, these two areas, the Ukrainian forces pushed over and took them. Now, I believe they did this for one reason, one reason only. This is my, my thought on it, okay? They did this to divert, to force Russia to divert troops south so then they can retake Rubizon and Ternova. Now, these two areas, Rubizon and Ternova, Rubizon is more or less the important piece. Now, I'm saying this only for one reason is because the M777 howitzers can reach uh, the, the routes that are leading out of Vochansk. Now, Vochansk is roughly 10-ish miles from Rubizon, which Rubizon is right here. All right, so Rubizon to this route is roughly 10 miles. Now, Starry Saltif, which is right here, to this main route is 15 and a half miles. The M777 Howitzer can reach that. But the thing is, it's that that's like at the max effective range. That's at its max range it can reach. Okay, so it's not going to be as accurate. Now, you would want to, you, I promise you guys, from my prior experiences, you probably want to be in that 10-mile range. You don't want to push, push your equipment to its max effective range to try to do the job. Now, 10 miles, that's good. That's going to force the Russians to shift all of the supply routes all the way over here to Valyuki. Okay, that is a big deal. That's why they need to hold Vovchansk, or excuse me, hold Rubizine so they can hit Vovchansk with the M777 howitzers. I expect a lot of movement inside of this area, and I'm just saying this because we know that Russia moved four BTGs worth of men roughly here, and they had an additional two move in just north of Vovchansk moving down to try to secure this area. They knew that Ukraine was going to try to push east. Okay, they knew they were going to. Now, they have rough. They have actually stopped them, which is, well, that's what the Russians were supposed to do. They come up there and stop them. But the problem is those M777 howitzers are still inside of range of hitting the supply routes, which they need to actually stop. All right, we're going to move east. There hasn't been a lot of other movement inside of Kharkiv, other than the fact that uh, we got this pretty sweet little 3D map we can actually start using now. So this yellow road you guys are seeing right here, this is going to be one of the main routes. All right, so now we're down here near Izium. So here's Izium right here. For everybody that does not know, I will show you here in a second. We're going to be talking about this town, Dovenki. Man, this is so cool. I'm sitting here just looking at it. Look how the hills that are through here. Look at all the valleys you would have to fight through to get through this. Moving towards Izium, okay? This gives you such a better perspective of what's going on. Look on the outer edges of Izium. Look how hard they had to fight to take Izium. For one, there's a river separating it. Now we have an understanding. This Seeing this... First hand, this northern side of the Donetsk River, this is the side the Russians were stuck on. There's one of the bridges that they had trouble getting across because it was blown. Now you can see why the, the Ukrainians held the southern side of Izium so well. Look at this giant hill on the southern side of Izium they were able to use for high ground. This is pretty nuts. I think this is going to help us really get a better understanding of what's going on in, in this conflict. But anyway, we're going to go over to this other mapping. Like getting over here is actually... Just doesn't make any sense. But take a look over here. So Devenki was uh, attacked by Russians over the last 12 hours, but the attack itself was repelled. There's currently heavy fighting taking place in Lyman. So I'm, I don't know. We're going to go back and look at the mapping. So this northern area, uh, I guess northwest side, or excuse me, northeast side of Dovenki uh, right here, what I just circled, we're going to go over here and look at it. You can tell why they took this area. Okay, so we're just going to go ahead. Here's Dovenki. I'm going to go ahead and move to the area which they were able to secure. Can you guys see why they were able to secure this area? Look at this. Low ground. High ground. This is crazy. This, this, this puts it in such perspective of what's going, really, what's going on over there right now. Look at that. Okay, so I can show you guys. So here's Kraslapila. Kraslapila right there. So the Russians currently control all the ground you guys are seeing right here all the way up to Izium. So they have some high ground overlooking the Donetsk River. 
all the way leading into Izium, okay? As you guys can see right here, I'll go ahead and back up just a little bit. Now this area, you guys see this main route that's right here all to my left, this yellow route, Kraslapia. So it's right there. So the main route you guys just saw, this yellow line that is running through, that is the one that's running on the top of the hills. Man, this is crazy. This is I. This is my first time using it. You guys are seeing me right now. And it, it, it's hard to fathom we're actually able to do this. Anyway, Russian troops have entered the outskirts of the city of Lyman. As you guys will see in this next video, this gentleman is actually trying to get out of the city as fast as possible. So enjoy this video so you guys can have an understanding of what it looks like on the ground. So this is where that video was just taking place. And they are in the outer edges of the Lyman. We're currently facing north right now. So if we start moving south, these main routes, you can see why they're going to need these main routes right now to get into Slovenask. There's no other way to get into Slovenask but, but from taking the main route out of Lyman, which we are following right now. That is crazy. Look at this. So even if they get to the outer edges of Lyman, I'm going to tell you guys right now, this, this town of Donetsk right here, you guys see this on the outer edges? So there's the Donetsk River. There's Lyman you can see off there in the north. This hilltop right here, this is going to cause the Russians some significant issues when they're trying to move into Slovenask. I'm going to tell you that right now. Look at that. That is pretty nuts. I haven't seen this kind of imagery since I was in the military. We used to use this kind of stuff when we'd actually plan ops. But anyway, we'll go back to this video. I'm sorry. I'm getting over a little, a little excited. Russian recon elements have actually been geolocated back to the town of Mironeski just outside the fortified city of Slividorsk. And I'm also fairly confident that this is the, the area that the bridge running between the two towns has actually blown, which I actually have a, sh a short video to show you of that bridge. Все народ, пизда. Останов ганки больше нет. Now the area I'm just talking about is right here. So there's Slivodorsk. Now this is the area they just pushed through. Once again, they're trying to actually, they're gaining some headway inside this eastern front, which they have not got any over the last three months. They've been pushing pretty good out of Popsana. They did lose a little bit of ground over the last 24 hours right here. But... I think that might have just been them overextending themselves. I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty excited about the new mapping. If you guys are excited, please let me know in the comments down below. I'm going to be working on it over the next 24 hours to make sure I can get it nice and crisp for you guys so we have a better understanding on what is really going on over there on the ground. So thank you so much for hanging out with me over on the channel. I love you guys, and I'm out.